Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. If you love classic rock like I do, you don't want to miss Raiding the Rock Vault. It's been around town for a while, won all sorts of awards. It's now at the Rio, going from Saturday to Wednesday, 7.30. The lead singer is with us, Paul Shortino, the great Paul Shortino. If you know Quiet Riot, come on, feel the noise, rough cut. And he's been doing this show for a while. Paul, you've won all sorts of awards for this show, too. Oh, last year, six years, number one tribute show at I believe that's what it's won, a best of Las Vegas. Uh, it's a great show. Uh, we've got some changes. So some of the fans that have been coming and seeing the show on and on and on because they've watched it go through the changes from starting at the LVH and then uh, Westgate bought it out. It seems like every hotel we've been at, someone's bought it. Then we moved to the Tropicana and someone bought it from uh, Alex. I think Alex uh, owned it then at the Trop. So we were there for a year and a half and Wherever we go, uh, I guess we're good luck for selling the hotel because then they just sold this hard rock. We've been there for a little over a year and a half again. And I think uh, Branson Virgin's uh, company, so I don't know what they're going to call it, if it's the Virgin Hotel, Hard Rock. That's or what we hear, yeah. The Hard Rock Virgin, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sort of seems uh, oxymoron there, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, Totally. That actually would be probably kind of cool, the Hard Rock Virgin. Well, for the few people that haven't seen your show, Rating the Rock Vault, I think it's fascinating because you have this group of all-stars, and you never know exactly who's going to be playing that particular night. No, you don't, because uh, everybody's out doing, still touring and still doing stuff. And uh, so we've got guys that come and go. Um, Hugh McDonald, who uh, plays for uh, Bon Jovi, also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Howard Lees, another rock, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Uh, from uh, Hart, and he's currently with Bad Company. And uh, then uh, you've got Robin McCauley, who's been out with uh, Michael Shanker, with his uh, all of the singers. It's almost like he, uh, he got the idea from Rockvold of all the singers being in. And, but he's taken all the singers from all the records he's done and put it out there. Uh, this sounds like tour. my iTunes list. I yeah, mean, I a, love this music. But it's really a good, it's a great show. There's probably about 30-some songs, uh, 34 to 35 songs in the show, and it goes from my generation and ends with Jump, and now we've actually uh, added some more new material. So, uh, people, so it, how will the show change? I mean, are you getting some more recent or just different things that they haven't seen before? Different songs. Uh, there'll be different songs. The stage will be different. It seems to be getting more and more intimate. <laughs> well, you know, but it's a cool chance to see, you know, our rock gods actually up that close. It's kind of well, yeah, cool. Actually, we've been really enjoying the um, the uh, 
vinyl over at the Hard Rock. Uh, they want us to come back there, so we're actually uh, contracted, from what I know, uh, at the Rio for at the 172 room. They're doing some uh, adjustments to the room, uh, but we're there for a year. Um, actually, well, that's an easy place to find, so that'll be really good. What are some of the songs that people always want to hear from you guys? Because, and I guess, does part of it depend on who shows up? No, no, it isn't like that. It's been a laid-out show, and we didn't even get to pick the songs that we wanted to sing or play. Uh, the producers of the show, uh, Harry Cow. Uh, back then, there were other people involved, but he has uh, been the uh, driving force behind this show and keeping it going because it's uh, tough to keep anything going in Las Vegas. It's a four-waller, yeah. you know, in any of the hotels. And then, uh, you know, you have union costs and stuff and not to mention all the other uh, uh, overhead. But uh, he's he's kept it going and uh, we're... We're having a blast doing it, and it's gonna it's gonna be fun doing some of these new songs. Just because after six years, going on seven years, you're doing the same songs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but Vegas is sort of un- it's unforgiving in that respect. I mean, there are some well, big yeah. groups from the there's, past that can't make it here. So that what you guys are doing is really incredible. Well, it's really kind of cool because there's been people that've been to the show five hundred times. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's that's just a little less than how many shows I've done. <laughs> well, you know, before we started this conversation, you were kind enough to play some of the new stuff you're working on. My God, how do you keep your voice like that? I mean, it's, I know it's been a few years since Come On and Feel the Noise. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get the more you sing. And actually, this show has really helped um, keep my voice more in, in, in shape. We, I just... Um, also have a project. I've been working with Carlos from Quiet Riot. Mm-hmm. And we have a, uh, a project called Rough Riot. And so we do some of the songs from the band Rough Cut. When I was in that band, it was on Warner Brothers and some of the Quiet Riot songs. So we've uh, started writing some material. But I, uh, I just finished this record that I've been working on for a couple of years. And Vinnie Paul's on it. We did a remake of Send in the Clowns. And we're going to be doing some video footage on it. I was um, was glad that I could play some stuff for you guys earlier. um, And we'll play it. Yes, uh, you guys (laughs) will be some of the first uh, folks to get this, Stephen, so you can share it. Um, But some of the people from Rock Vault are on the record. Uh, Some of the people that are... uh, there's people from White Snake and uh, Ozzy. It was just a great bunch of musicians on this, and uh, the producer of the uh, record, uh, Japanese artist as well, uh, Nozomi uh, Nozomu Waki, has uh, done a, an amazing job. And it's just uh, it's going to be fun to bring uh, to, to to release this. And uh, so we're actually going to start working on some videos. Uh, this should be coming out before summertime, I would think. You know, it has that power ballad sound, but it seems, having listened to your music your entire career, I can tell you, this almost seems a little more polished, or it's, it's a little different sound, but it works. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more seasoned, I would say, you know, and more, I, some of the songs are more or, organic. I, I, I need to play some of the rock stuff, but the, so, I wanted to get a little bit more organic, 
with uh, just uh, acoustic instruments, the acoustic piano, gut guitar, strings. We well, got a great duet in there too with uh, uh, great Sean, female artists. Sean Coey, yeah, she's uh, been out with Meatloaf and Dweezil Zappa, and she's been she's actually in the show, and she. Uh, She's got an amazing voice, just like Megan, one of the other girls in the show. All, all the, there's so much talent in the, in in, in raiding the rock vault that that that's local, yeah. that are performing in the show. That uh, that I I just wanted to to share the her talent with the world and and hoping to maybe get her own record deal out of this for herself. Well, as you keep playing over the years, it's got to keep a sharp beam with such great professionals around oh, you, too. It certainly does. Keeps you on your toes. You got you to yeah. watch that CRS, can't remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the life of the rock star can be a little, uh, it's... You know, can be a little fast. <laughs> yes, it can, and and thank God that you know the old. This has been a great show for me because I live in town, so it's like I'm just up around the corner from it. Uh, uh, it's been a it's it's been a blessing actually to get myself back in the swing of things. We started at six nights, then we went to five, and we're back to five nights. But doing that on a regular basis, and thank God that. We're not, there's more than one singer. Yeah, Cause right. Because then, you know, then when we go out to do our own stuff, then you're doing two hours of singing your own stuff. And it's... Uh, Does that then, get harder as the years go on, too, to do those two-hour oh, things? Oh, it certainly is. I just did two nights back-to-back. We did the whiskey January 2nd, and then January 3rd we played here at Vamped, Rough Riot. Mm-hmm. That's with the, me and Carlos. It's Carlos Cavazos, Rough Riot, and... And basically, wow, to sing. And I drove right after I performed uh, at 1 a.m. in the morning. I drove back from uh, Hollywood at the Whiskey and got in town, got some sleep, and then uh, wow. got, got up and made it to Vamp for a 6 o'clock uh, sound check and then go back home and rest a little bit and then turn around and... And then we performed at 11 o'clock that night. So it tore me up a little bit. Yeah. I was actually, um, I was in bed for a couple of days just because well, of my body rhythm, you know. I'm not used to staying up to 5 a.m. Those were the old days. So yeah. staying up. And then the following after vamped, I was already set up myself from doing the whiskey and driving back. That I I did I wasn't ready to go to sleep so now I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things because I like to get up really early in the morning. There's, That's a change I would imagine. Yeah, instead That's of going, going to, to bed, bed early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, up all night, sleep all day. Uh, no, so uh, yeah, it's it's it does change things around, and I've got a lot of honeydews and I got to catch up to now that I've been off. So. Uh, you're living kind of a normal suburban lifestyle, huh? Well, yeah, I really, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of a conservative uh, kind of guy, really. You know, everybody thinks the rock guys are really wild and crazy. Some of us are, but I'm, 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 I've kind of toned it down, you know, through the years. 
and it's uh, made yeah. life yeah, the, a lot. Keith Richard is one of a kind. It's hard wow. to do that. <laughs> I've, I saw his um, Under the Influence uh, on Netflix. It's great, great. And I just uh, watched uh, David Crosby, Remember Me, which is an amazing documentary on him. Uh, he started... Uh, you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. He was like the heart of that. And uh, actually, their second gig in rehearsal was Woodstock. Really? No. Yeah, it's a, it's a really amazing... Uh, all the guys that he played with, they're not friends. And it's, uh, it's, it's really a shame. It's really sad how uh, their last performance was at the White House. They did Silent Night. It's in the documentary, and they... Uh, I, you would have not even known it was Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Mm. I, I I know people that work with them, and and they have when they were out plant performing together, they would tape off sections. Um, so what do you think the secret is? Because okay, you've managed to go all this time. You're still sounding as great as ever. And there's a few groups like The Who and the Rolling Stones that are still out there performing. What separates them from some of these guys that it's just time calls? Well, um, I think they, you know, they've, Aerosmith, all those guys, they, they, you know, they went from one extreme to the next. And uh, I think you just, you really, it really comes down to loving what you're doing, uh, um, finding someone that loves you and puts up with you, your career, your, your, your love for something that they, it's hard, it's hard for someone to understand. I, it was really interesting. I, as I, dro- I drove to, uh, uh, I had a, actually a plane ticket to fly to January 2nd to <clears throat> the whiskey gig. So I decided to drive instead. So I drove up on, on the 1st mm-hmm. and stopped. My dad's buried in Mojave. Stopped there and, and, and I just was rapping with him and just, you know, because the world is so crazy now, all over the place, yeah. you know, and 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 just kind of had a, an epiphany. And my father, he really never, old Italian, he never really, he loved me doing music and and he loved that I had the talent Some that came from somewhere because he could sing god bless him but my grandfather could sing really good and so uh i know how he wanted me always to have a backup plan but however my mother really loved she was a singer and she loved that i loved music so she understood my passion and love for it and it was really weird how i was just kind of connecting with the universe going you know it's uh I really get it, Pops, what you were saying, and I really get what you were saying, Mom, because you really need, and if you're going to do music or any kind of uh, 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 theatrics, you've got to have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah. my, my dad always would say, get into real estate. I wish I'd have listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> I had an uncle that said, get into politics. Maybe I should have listened to him, too. <laughs> Because you get everything free when you get into politics for the rest of your life, you know. You can even die in the seat you got voted in, you know. If the district's small enough, 
and the people don't even know you exist. You just keep getting voted in, and they don't even know <laughs> what's right. going on. The name but, familiarity, but, uh, yeah. Love, having someone that loves you and understands you and wants to take care of you and taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know, the best health care in life is taking care of yourself. And uh, I've just been very fortunate that I have a, a, a really good mate, soulmate, my wife Carmen, uh, who uh, who uh, definitely uh, going to probably try to keep me to live into 105. Isn't that great? And and I watched this thing on David Crosby, and his wife is petrified that he's not going to come back every day because his health is not. Oh, he's had some big. Oh, he's big a, health issues. What a. a liver transplant and he he says it's really interesting he's so humble in this uh i i see i suggest a lot of people to to check it out on it's on amazon or netflix and yeah. uh it's it's quite it's quite a uh heartfelt cool thing and the history of buffalo springfield yeah. and uh the crosby sills and nash i mean just some of the greats and all of the people that hung out at the Laurel Canyon house where Jackson Brown hung out, the Eagles, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a really amazing, uh, it's, it's, it's it's an amazing bit of history. And then, uh, and, and rock vault is coming back around to that rock vault is keeping that history of classic rock alive. You'll hear more from singer Paul Shortino, the star of Raiding the Rock Vault over at the Rio Hotel in just a few moments. But first, when you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You are listening to singer and musician Paul Shortino, who is starring in Raiding the Rock Vault over at the Rio. Like a stone. Diamond, they won't shine anymore. A bar of gold, the rainbow, where everything turns to stone. Which is kind of cool. Enjoy the fact that there are people that. I, can, I mention you all the time, and as soon as I say the Quiet Riot stuff, they recognize that song, and it, it always brings a smile to people's faces. That make you feel good? It's like, well, you know, I'm doing all this great stuff, stuff, but there is something I have done that is cemented. It's really immortal in that you respect. You know, and that, well, that song is actually was written by Slade, you know, and then Mama, we're all crazy now. Come on, feel the noise. They actually um, uh, wrote that song. And uh, it was the producer who thought it would be a great song for Quiet Riot. And what they did was they almost made a Def Leppard vocals, which which Quiet Riot was the first band to make those big vocals like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, uh, you know, pours, um, all of that stuff was 
they were the they were the footprint for that i i believe and uh kevin debro uh, uh was and randy rhodes those guys were the guys that actually founded that band and then carlos and the rest of us kind of came on board and carlos cavazzo is is definitely was the guitar player when they yeah. became uh platinum multi-platinum uh and platinum they it's amazing at this business you can be driving around and Oh yeah, in, in, in a van, and the next day you're in a bus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you. You've you've seen all this, so now you're putting out your own solo album, and it's totally different than it was back then, right? I mean, oh. you got to be thinking merchandise, you got to be thinking video. Kind of run through how that whole experience changes. Well, you before you had a big machine doing it all. Now you uh, you have to if you're doing it yourself, you have more control over it. Actually, now after 30 years, um you can go back and get your records from the record company. So, we're going back to regain our uh the rough cut stuff that I yeah. did, uh the quiet riot stuff I did. Um, we're we're going back and 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 actually uh, going to get the rights back from the because the record company they owned everything. So uh, the only way you could do something is either re-record it and put it out, and then they wouldn't have total control of it. But uh, getting it back it, now, it, you're in a different time period where you have uh, social media and you have uh, a lot of things at your fingertips to uh, to do. Uh, uh, but to do yourself. Yeah. So you can reach a lot of people. However, if you don't really know how to reach a lot of people, yeah. you're not, you know, you still got to get stuff on the radio. And, and I still think that, uh, that, uh, that cost, uh, the, the pocketbook, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just still think that, uh, that, uh, it's, it's, you have to pay someone to, work the work your your song to get it out to people you know it's it's so interesting because at a time there were disc jockeys that could play what they wanted to and then it became program directors and sponsors who started controlling television yeah. and radio at one time it was television personalities even though we, we were, t it was interesting. We were talking about movie stars. The difference between today's movie stars and actors. To me, they're more actors and actresses than they're movie stars because the movie Paramount, MGM, Warner Brothers put these people on a salary. They, they just groomed them you know yeah, if right. they if they they gave him acting lessons they gave him vocal lessons i mean they groomed these people into being movie stars they had something that 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 caught the eye of the movie industry obviously but nowadays it's different people all want to look alike uh, you know there was a time period where Rich Little, Frank Gorshin, and people like that made a living out of 
you know, doing impersonation (laughs) of someone because they had a distinctive voice. You went from silent movies into talking pictures with no music in the background for a long time. Then all of a sudden you'd have music, but there would still wouldn't be any. Well, don't you think Audio that's why classic vocal. rock is still so popular and popular with Sounds young people? just like it uh, was recorded today. It's unbelievable. It, it, you know, the analog stuff. Uh, and anyways, they wouldn't know anyways because they, I think the next generation, God forbid that they're not deaf because they're, everybody walks around with head to, the air, earbuds on. And it's, I even have to have them on just to have a conversation on my phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. because uh, my hearing is through playing loud music all these years. But just think if you've got now every night when we do this rating the rock vault and I perform anywhere anymore, I've, I've got in-ear monitors. But I only use, I only use one because I'm trying to save what hearing I have in the other one. You know? you know, I can still remember the very first concert I went to. And mind you, this is Boz Skaggs. This is not. That's like, oh, and, Boz is great. But, because I was part of the press as a kid, I was like in the first row, and it was so loud that every time that the drum would hit, your body would literally shake. And I remember leaving there, going, "Oh my God!" And I can't imagine standing up there and doing that. Well, you guys—I mean, you guys would do that night after night. Well, you know, now it's a lot easier with those in ears. <laughs> yeah, because you can—you uh, can really, you don't have to work as hard, sing as hard, because you—you've got it here. But you definitely got to sing hard enough to. That the guy can control from out front, you know. Well, and now the the sound is so different, isn't it? I mean, like you go to a Rolling Stones concert, you can have a crummy seat and you can still hear it just oh, fine. Everywhere, yeah. <laughs> you know? well, they, they're, they're building that. They're building that sphere here too. That is supposed to be going to be one of the most amazing things I've ever even set eyes on. Where be great they've if got, you could do a rating the rock vault there, huh? Well, they're they're <laughs> uh, from what I hear that if you're sitting and you're from China. You're going to hear the song. You're going to hear the music in Chinese. (laughs) They're going to interpret, (laughs) which is amazing. But there's, there'll be speakers in every seat, so it'll sound amazing wherever you are in the whole the whole sphere. Uh, This town is going crazy. My wife's grandfather was an architect here in the '40s, so to see this. Town and I've been married to her for 29 years. So in the last 29 years, this town has went just through the roof. Uh, uh, I actually I did this um, uh, black hole party here over mm-hmm. here. They have uh, with uh, Bert Tabor, and uh, I met um, Ziola Gay, mm-hmm. Marvin Gay's sister. And every year, April 2nd, they do a tribute to Marvin. So they asked me if I would do it this year, which would be really oh, cool because cool. he was a really big, I mean... Big influence, huh? Influence, total influence. I think he's one of the greatest singers ever. So I, like, walked up to her and went, I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back this feeling for so long. And she goes, that would be so cool to have (laughs) you standing up there. And then all of a sudden you turn around with that wild hair of yours. And they'd be... (laughs) They'd be thinking, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a black guy singing up there, and it's, no, it's some <laughs> Italian Guinea guy, you know? 
Scotch, Irish, German, and Sicilian. Yeah. With, you, you like those kind of challenges, you know, playing some music that people wouldn't think you would do? Oh, I love doing it more than anything because I grew up with my mother singing, you know, like at last and, you know, I mean, vaudeville stuff. And so I, I, I prefer going out and singing, you know, you know, at last my love has come along instead of doing what. People expect you to do right, but it's kind of fun that way. I, oh, I think it is. People it's, here, oh, it's I, it's it's the it's the most fun actually. I like taking like you know, I'm on the highway to hell. You know, I on the way home I listen to all Sinatra. <laughs> he did a version of Love Me Tender. I listened to on the way home. It was just off the hook. I couldn't believe. How, how cool it was! Yeah, I um, Paul Rogers is one of my favorite singers, and I I met, I met him quite a few times. And one of the, the nights that I met him, I uh, I told him that uh, he was the rock and roll Frank Sinatra. Oh, well, that's quite a compliment. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. he that's what he said to me too. Because he, you know, I mean, Sinatra was a fra- he, Paul Rogers is a great song. Oh, he's great. Fraser. Bad Company you know, is a very underappreciated yeah. band. They just were so great. You know, so Frank, it was like, I got to listen to all these, you know, uh, great songs. And they wrote some great stuff for him. He was, uh, it was, I got to, and it's music same with involved, Elvis. Right? You know, yeah, both of those guys, I got to appreciate them more after they're gone than when they were around. Yeah. I was, I really was into Dean Martin. I love Dino. A lot. Sammy Davis Jr., Lou Rawls. I, I really was into a lot of uh, contemporary. Uh, met Jack Jones, you know. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a trip. And, uh, you know, he was doing the love boat. And uh, uh, I know his nephew really well. And so I got to meet Jack and, uh, and watch a lot of his concerts. What an amazing uh, talent, him. He, Absolutely. Well, yeah. that, maybe this is why, like, Rod Stewart spends so much time with the Great American Songbook, you know? It's just one of those things. It's great music, It'll and why not, not try it, it? It's, it's always going to be around. It's uh, a it great song. Yeah, it's right. a great song, you know? It's, it's, that's why people are still recording them. Well, you know, you know, you had mentioned before about the changes in Las Vegas. And I know you guys played, in fact, very popular in Branson, Missouri, which is a different oh, yeah. version that's... You know, it's raiding is, the country vault. Yeah, right. Raiding but, the country vault, right? And okay. they also took raiding the rock vault there with a whole different lineup. So there was, I think they did two or three weeks there. Well, I mean, could you see Vegas becoming kind of, in addition to what it is in terms of dining and entertainment, also being a place where somebody comes here maybe for a weekend and goes to three or four as they keep building all these arenas? I'm thinking that might be another way to attract people to this town. Well, I think what's going to happen for sure is uh, once the Raiders start playing here, um, it's going to definitely bring in a different kind of clientele. I think uh, I want, I, I've always thought about this. Why has it taken Las Vegas so long to have any kind of professional yeah. ball teams? And then, and then any, whether it's hockey, yeah. football, Basketball. We haven't got a basketball team yet. That'll be the next thing. Um, I think it was all because of the gambling issue for a long time, I would think. But now, why has it changed? (laughs) Right? I think where they put the stadium, it's 
it's going to cause a really is- issue for parking and people coming in. I think it might have been, from my perspective, putting it at the other end of the of 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 Las Vegas, so people had to drive through, and then they might stop <laughs> in the casinos. Um, someone someone told me that it was because they wanted to have a. Sh- Part of it opens, and so they can have it part of a picture of the strip, you know. But you've what have you got there on the corner? You've got now you're going to have the Raiders Stadium. They're going to do eight games a year, right? Right. Cross streets, Mandalay uh, uh, Bay, right? They do conventions up the streets, T-Mobile, and right next to that, you've got the park with residency across the street. You got the MGM. God, you know, the only last thing that's standing over there that hasn't been touched yet is the drop. And they've got a heck of a lot of property for parking, but they still don't have enough parking for 65,000 cars. So putting that stadium where it was, I I don't think it was the brightest idea, personally. And I don't know if Mr. Sisolak or whoever... Uh, approve this, but I think putting it at the other end where there would have been more parking out by the raceway or out by the uh, M coming in, I think we're going to have parking backed up to prim when they have games here. I think you might be right. I think it's going to be an issue, too, where walking across, they say, oh, you just walk across uh, the strip, you know, and across the freeway. You know, when those days when it's 105 and stuff, that's not going to be a pleasant walk. No, 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 no. And and they're going to have to be transporting people in here and and they just they've got 6500 parking areas and they're going to need 65,000 people I know who have extra <laughs> space in their yard are going to run out to people to park in their yard you know what's going to happen if they got like four events happening in that and one one weekend there i mean <laughs> yeah you know uh, it's already becoming I always thought Las Vegas was bigger than it is. It's not very big, you know? It's a lot of people, but it's spread out. (laughs) But the Strip, you know, you only have like about four or five miles. That's where where everything is, you know? Uh, I live in Spanish Oaks, which I'm grateful for because I'm close to everything, so... Paul, I love talking to you. We're going to have you on again. It's fun. Oh, Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, we love it, and we want... We'll also want to get you on once that album gets out there so people can go out and grab um, it as soon as it's released. Please check it out. It's Shortino Make-A-Wish. And if we want to get, follow you at all online, where do we go? Oh, just go to my Facebook, Paul Shortino. And also I have paulshortino.com, my own website. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram. <clears throat> so uh, please Come and check me out and uh, let me spread the love because that's what life's all about. The acronym for love in my life is life's only valuable emotion. So let us all love each other because that's what we're going to get back. The more we put out there, the Beatles had it right in the beginning with the love you give is the love you get. The love you give is the love you get back and the love you give is the love you take. Well, thank you much. We'll we'll come out and feed some of that love back to you at Rating the Rock Vault. From his latest CD, here's Chasing Your Dream.
Time to take it.
From his album, Back on Track, here's Paul Shortino with Like a Stone. How many times have I tried to put out the fire? How many times in my life must I be crucified? I need to know. Give me an answer that I'll understand. A reason why I'll never see you again. Like a stone. A beautiful time. Shine anymore, a pot of gold. In the rainbow, where everything's turned to stone. I'm standing on a road, looking for no. Calling out to you But you can't hear me Give me an answer That I'll understand Give me a reason I'll never see you again Like a sound A beautiful diamond That won't shine
been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.